Hi, welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're talking about the episode William Tell, Ooh. Uh, which is the sixth episode of season one of Will and Grace. Uh, I'll just read the synopsis we've got on the back of our little DVD thing here. Yay! Grace becomes unraveled when she discovers that Will had a fling and didn't tell her. <gasps> Shock! Oh Horror. no! Horror! Que surprise! Which is kind of a weird synopsis for the episode. Which I is... mean, is it? Like, I, I definitely feel like that's what happens, is that she just kind of becomes completely unhinged upon the idea that Jack might possibly know Will better than Well, that's than the she thing. Does. That's the thing is that it, it, it doesn't get at the level of unhinged to which Grace gets. Yes. In this episode. Yes. It's which is per- fantastic. Perhaps understated. An understated synopsis. To perhaps give a bit more context for the synopsis, basically the the crux of what happens is that at the same time, Will gets a new client, who's Karen. But it's a secret. It's a secret client. It's a surprise. Karen's looking to divorce her husband, maybe, so Mm -hmm. she wants to chat with him about that. Uh, At the same time, Grace finds out from Jack that Will had a secret fling, as stated, uh, last year while he was still with Michael, which we will get to. Stop saying secret loves. No one can hear you. You're I, not saying it loudly enough. It's just very casually whispered to secret <laughs> lovers for all the, the listeners at home. Or listeners out there. Okay, anyways. So yeah, so basically the TLDR version of the synopsis is that um, Will has a new client and Grace finds out that last year Will also had a quotes client, mm-hmm. but he was having sexy times with that client. Mm-hmm. And cheated on his BF? Yeah. That's a thing they didn't really unpack, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) Um, Well, this was actually my favorite episode so far. Really? I liked it. It was simple, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was really cool. It had kind of a nice, cool, subtle, slow construction, and it Mm -hmm. just kind of like went for broke. We got to see the characters kind of goofing around, being themselves. Yeah, I liked that it was simultaneously somehow the most real that we've seen the show get, and also like some of the more slapsticky, weird Yes. goofiness that they're kind of famous for. And it really balanced that really well because mm-hmm. so much of both of those is really rooted in how Grace reacts yes. to Will's secrets, quote-unquote. Yes. So, like, it's it's a goofy response for her, but as we find out later in the episode, it's based on some real emotions that she has. Right, yeah. It's a goofy response, but it's 100% founded by, like, previous secrets mm-hmm. that he has kept from her. Yeah. Well, and I think I knew that I was really going to like the episode right from the start. Will and Grace both come home. They're just goofing around. They're joshing each other. You know, kind of like, I mean, like you and I do. Right. He's drinking some ridiculous protein shake that's going to give him boobies and... Muscles first. But then then boobies. boobies. (laughs) Which is very important. And then Jack shows up in, like, his Galian cater waiter uniform. Right, exactly. It's just a fun cold open that doesn't have much to do with much. Yeah. But it's fun. I like it when shows do that, Mm -hmm. you know? With so many TV shows getting limited runs these days, right? there's less room for buffer episodes like this. Yeah, but I, I like this. For a filler episode, it actually isn't that filler, in my no. opinion. Because you get a lot of good character and world building mm-hmm. that happens, Yeah, um, which I enjoyed. But uh, one thing I did want to mention that the cold open does kind of set up is Jack working with Grace for the week. Because Karen's out of the office. So those are things that kind of come into play as right. the rest of the episode goes on after the title card. Well, and it's kind of cool that they do switch. Because so far we haven't seen Grace and Jack interact. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Will and Karen interact. Right. So it's it's fun. It's uh, like this sort of like 
couple switching mm-hmm. almost. You see Will and Jack have fun and do stuff by themselves. Right. And you see Karen and uh, Grace have and do stuff because they work together. And then you see, of course, Will and Grace doing stuff, but it, you don't really ever see that like switched around. So right. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I liked it. It show in shows where you have more characters, you can break up in different patterns. Right. Like Friends is the obvious example where you can have you can have an A plot and a B plot with three and three, or you can have two and four. Right, or you can sometimes even do two, two, two. But with with four characters, there is basically what you have in this situation is you have two normal pairings. Yes. Or two normal pairs of pairings. Yes. And then this one weird one. Yes, you have and I loved it, frankly. Two pairs of normal pairings, and then this right. is like the bizarro world pairing. Well, it's kind of great because both Will and Karen are kind of the more like, normal's not the word. Maybe the more straight-laced or more rational. Karen is not straight-laced, honey. But in comparison to Grace and I Jack? maybe the word you're looking for is more, like, grounded. Yeah. Not necessarily straight-laced, because she's goofy as fuck. Right. But, you know, she, she's she got a little bit more of a hold on the reality that she lives in at the very least. That's very true. Whereas when... You've got Jack and Will. You watch this episode, Grace and Jack are just let loose. Mm-hmm. They're, like, like, Grace says something, and, like, it sounds a little crazy... But then Jack, like, one-ups her and makes Ugh. it worse, and then she one-ups him. And by the time, like, they're just, like, tearing apart the apartment, like, see- searching for, like, Will's big giant secret. And- right. Which yeah. does not exist, because it's literally just helping Karen figure out right. if she should divorce her husband. Exactly. Which is, again, a more grounded point, mm-hmm. and he, he treats it like a real lawyerly thing. Right, and, like, doesn't reveal it to her friends, because mm-hmm. they've got attorney-client privilege, and maybe she doesn't want everyone to know. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I thought that was... Especially the the Grace and Jack scenes are just so fun for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they just sort of, like, they start kind of small. Just, like, this weird, like... And I've experienced this before. I don't know if you have. Where you've got, like, two people who are both really close with a third person. Right. And those two people, when left to their own devices, sort of like, no, 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 no. I'm their best friend. Right. No, no. I'm their best friend. Well, I'm always Will, so I never have that problem. Everyone is always well, my friend. Well, let me just tell you. A lot of times in high school, I had to play this game with a couple of people who you've known since grade school. And they're like... Oh, you don't understand. Matthew's like this. And I'm like, well, you don't understand because Matthew and I are closer than you and Matthew have ever been. So he may not have been like that in the eighth grade, Raven. Oh, but this that is my problem with any of my female friends when we were in high school. Well, don't have to get in your pants. Well, sorry. I'm just, just I'm very sexually desirable. I just, I had a... Unfortunately, mostly for straight women, which is not my target demographic. Oh, I know. I feel so bad for that girl, Katrina, who just like had the biggest boner for you all through high if school. If I was straight, I would get so much more often. Shout out to Katrina from high school. If you're <laughs> listening, I'm sorry that I dated him and didn't let you have your own shot because you know what? Everyone deserves a gay ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't give you that, Katrina. Mm. I hope you're not listening to this. That would be actually a little creepy if you were able to find this in just six episodes. Well, maybe someday. 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 <laughs> okay, anyways, getting back to the point. Let's talk a little bit about our stuff. Okay. I was watching this, like, unraveling of Grace's when she is convinced that Will has the secret from her. And I identified real super hardcore. I have definitely felt that way. Tell me more about this. Well, I mean, for example, remember when you dated that guy, he who must not be named, a couple of years ago? And then you guys broke up. And then I knew you were seeing him again, but you wouldn't tell me you were seeing him again. Yeah. And, like, then I was just, like, I just remember, like, going, like, full-on psycho, like, pawing through your Facebook, <laughs> trying to find evidence, like, like oh, screenshot no, it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. See, see, I knew you were back with him, and I told you not to do it. I'm sorry. Listeners, I'm grabbing her hand, and I'm taking it very genderly, genderly, tenderly, tenderly to my bosom. 
So I hope you can imagine that, was, since we've given you such a beautiful picture of us. I know that Tessie's all circles. I have several circles as well. Yes, but his bosom is not nearly as big as mine. It's not. Nor as tender. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely identified with that. And like, even, okay, this is just a little bit of a confession on my part, but back in the day when you came out to me, I remember like um, Matthew sent me a beautiful story he'd written for class and asked me to take a look at it. And I did, and it was kind of super autobiographical, but we were all just pretending like that wasn't happening. Yeah. So then I was like It digging. was a beautiful, like, imagine the future with a boyfriend. Yes. And, I was, and some maternal issues. Yes. So, yeah, I just remember, like, searching and digging and, like, poking and being like, is, is there anything you want to tell me? Like, you can tell me. It's fine. You can just so basically you were Grace. Yeah, so basically I was Grace. So I definitely, I felt that. Mm-hmm. I saw her reaction and I went, nope, that's not that weird. I've been there. We've <laughs> all been there. It's fine. Well, but it is funny that it doesn't sound like you were Grace when Grace actually found out about Will being gay. Because it sounds mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about this a little bit, it sounds like she was kind of blindsided by that. Well, I mean, and they go into this a little bit more in detail with their backstory later, but they were dating each other when he came out to her. Right. So, like, I guess in that sense, I can kind of see being a little bit more blindsided if you're, like, physically still dating the person and they're like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm gay. Right. Like, we ever find out if Will is a gold star gay or if they were sleeping together? Maybe that's maybe that's spoilery. You know what? That's spoilery. So I think we're gonna we're gonna make you wait that out. I just want to know. I mean, you'll find out. It's, I guess it, it all will be revealed in due time. Right. Well, for the record, I am a gold star gay. Basically. I mean, it all depends on what your definition of sex is. Okay. Which well, all depends on what your definition of is is. Okay, well... I just mean, by Bill Clinton's standards, you're not a gold star gay. Well, no one measures themselves by Bill Clinton's standards. Bill Clinton certainly does. That's so depressing, though. Well, when we're talking about secrets, we can also talk about Tessie's secret (laughs) gal power. (laughs) Yes, so uh, we were also discussing off-mic before we started to record this um, about some big secrets we've kept from each other in the Mm -hmm. past. And one of the biggest secrets that I kept from Matthew is the entire time we dated in high school, I didn't tell him that prior to us dating, I had had a secret... Gal pal for a couple of years. Scandalous. Yes, a very scandalous gal. A lesbian. Oh, no, 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 no. No one uses that word. Censor that. Censor that right now. <laughs> not the lesbian. Not they're the not, lesbian. They're not allowed in the supermarkets. Yes. <clears throat> for listeners at home, to clarify, just in case anyone has forgotten, I am not a lesbian. I am a bisexual. But your ex-girlfriend is not a bisexual. Well, don't tell her that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywhoozle. Um, so yes, my former gal pal and I had had a bit of a fling that lasted for several years um, prior <laughs> to me dating Matthew. And I didn't tell him because, you know, I was very young and naive and went, no, 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 just crush it. Crush it down. It didn't mm-hmm. happen if you don't tell anyone. Which, for young impressionable readers out there, is not healthy. Don't yes. do it. Don't do it. You don't want to be damaged like us. Don't take my advice. Damaged Matt- like us, the new sitcom coming to oh, NBC. Oh, that would be a good name for our sitcom. That would. Why are your feet so clammy? Oh, we're going to have to answer that. <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with talking about all of the mistakes I've made in my life, but you're not allowed to talk about how clammy my feet are. For listeners at home, he literally like put his feet right next to my hands, and they're so clammy and cold. It's not my fault your hands were there. I'm so sorry about your bad circulation. That's fine. Um, anyway, but yes, yeah, so I had a gal pal and I didn't tell Matthew because I was, I was a scared. And Don't so. Don't be scared of your gal pal. I was scared of my gal pal. And so I didn't tell him. And then, you know, as I said, beautiful story, asked me to read it. I knew he was gay. He wouldn't tell me he was gay. We went the will they, won't they come out to each other. He came <laughs> out first. 
And I then mean, the next time I saw him in person, I was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, because you know I'm bisexual, right? And he was driving, and of course he went like, like stopped at an intersection and was like, the fuck? <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. So it's not it's not that much more dramatic than that, which is good. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the dramatic coming out while we were still dating. Yes. Probably would have ended it with us not being friends. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I would like to think I was a better person than that, but I feel like it probably would have taken a bit longer. Yeah, I, I think that's a there, fair there estimate. There some, some wounds that maybe would have needed to heal. Yeah. I feel like that moment at the end, especially, was just so real mm-hmm. with her, like, being afraid that any secret he's keeping is, like, an actually a big, huge secret, and how, like, right. him being gay, like, it changed his life, and it changed it for the better, but for her, it kind of, like, put her in a tailspin, and I was just like, sad, it's so sad, I don't want it to be sad, because you're such good friends now, but I totally get it. Well, in a very real sense, like, Grace is friends with Will still, so she got the best possible outcome of that situation, but like, it's entirely possible that thing that was so freeing and redeeming for him, could not have been for her. She might have, you know, he might have been loved for life, she might have never, you know, really connected with someone again. And I know I try not to give you any spoilers, but there is a moment in a later episode and I, I want to say it's, like, next season, the season after that, okay. where Will is saying that he's afraid that it's he's easy to get over when, like, he ends a relationship. Oh, no. And so Grace is like, no, really, trust me, you're not. Oh, and he's like, no. oh, you're just saying that. He's like, she's like, no, 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 but, like, really, you're not. And I was just like, feelings. Oh, no, that's so adorable. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I totally understand her, like, bringing that realness into that conversation, because while it might seem super, like, just whatever, I didn't tell you about someone I was seeing, like, mm-hmm. it really kind of plays to the core that there's that little bit of trust that she kind of, like, lost in him with yeah. him not telling her, and then it really rocked her world. Yeah. As he jokes about how she said that she was going to say that, but then she didn't. But yeah, <laughs> no, it super, like, shook her to her core and, like, made her reevaluate a lot of stuff, and... I'm sure, like, they were in college. That had to be at least 10 years ago. That was the yeah. 80s for them. Well, it probably does help that it, it has been 10 years since. And so we get to see them in a bit more of a secure place. Right. Because they've really built, like, on a solid foundation of being friends. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see where these, like, teeny tiny cracks in the foundation still right. remain. I did find it funny, though. It's still, like, an early, or a mid-90s NBC sitcom. And the really real moment comes, like, literally three minutes before the final joke. And we sting out of the episode. <laughs> yes. Like, there's no time to dwell on this really serious right. moment. Right, yeah. I also, I, can we talk a little bit about Will's comment about how you only come out once in sure. your life? Um, no, you're wrong. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, yeah, so I found that line to be perplexing to me as a queer person because that is not true. You and I both only came out... Well, that's not even true. We didn't come out to each other once because you came out as bi first and then you were gay. Yes, I'm sorry yes. in retrospect. But <laughs> I see what you're saying because, um, like, you literally, even in that episode, like, as Karen comes in, she's, like, talking with the receptionist and it's explained to the receptionist that Will is gay, which is, like... Right. How is that possible? Exactly. So how does Will's receptionist not know he's gay? I mean, oh, the answer is because it's 1998. Right, and we just assume that everyone, no matter how fruity... Is right. just straight, 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 straight. Right. But yeah, no, I found that to be so interesting because there's been so much discussion in queer culture now about the choice of coming out on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, every time you start a new job, every time you enter a new social environment and you right. talk to new people, you have to make that decision of whether or not you're going to let them in on your sexuality or your gender identity or what have you. Right. 
I mean, I can see, I can see what Will is saying. Yes. Will is saying he only came out to the most important person in his life. Right. One time. Right. And, and so that is something I can relate right. to. And so I understand what he's saying there is that I'm not going to have any more big, like, earth-shattering surprises for you. Yes. Like, you can trust me. But at the same time, like, that choice of, like, the way to say it just, mm-hmm. it really fell flat for me. I was just like, mm no. Like, your receptionist didn't even know you were gay. Like, right. you have to come out daily yeah. if you are queer. I think or not come out. Right. Like a lot of people stay in the closet for like things like work and school. Right. Well, that kind of gets at. I wonder how, and I wonder how much of the sh- this the show is going to show, and I suspect not a lot. Um, but it doesn't seem actually like Will is really tuned in to gay culture. Yeah. Um, he is gay, mm-hmm. and he he is gay in the '90s, so there obviously has to be some of that, just because the mm-hmm. culture isn't there that you can be a hundred percent. Like you can't just go to a straight bar and pick up a dude. Right. You can barely do that now, if right. at all. But I mean, then again, we live in the Midwest. So right, that's probably maybe true. you can do that elsewhere. Who knows? Someone uh, take us somewhere else, and we'll oh, find out. Please, if you are willing to, you know, pay for a trip out west or out east, and right? We can pick up queer folk in the straight bars. We would be about it. Yeah, but uh, we're both single. Ooh, we're all single ladies. All I'm single ladies. I definitely feel like that is something that's super true. But Eliza, stop it. No, it's fine. I'll just I'll keep an eye on her. Okay. Sorry, listeners at home, the cat is in the room with us because she was meowing a little too loudly, <laughs> and now she's deciding to make all kinds of background noise. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I definitely feel like there is certainly an element of Will kind of almost passing for straight sometimes, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, isn't super tuned in to a lot of like gay culture. I can't really imagine him, you know making a reference to RuPaul or something right. like that. Well, he's certainly not a political gay. Oh, definitely not. No, definitely he seems not. incredibly conservative. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, not that that's... There's definitely political conservative gays. Right, but I just feel like it's very, like, middle-of-the-road conservative 90s human. Right. Because I... He just wants to exist, and like, he is gay. Right, but I feel like just it, it's just not the sort of, like radical gayness we're used to seeing right like we're so used to characters on television now being like i'm gonna lead the gay pride parade mm-hmm. and then you know i can't imagine will truman leading a pride parade no unless like oh he had a boyfriend who was like encouraging him to do that right something. yeah there's there's no way that there would be will truman you know being the runner the front runner of the gay pride parade he would not be in, you know, gays and lesbians support the minors. Gays and lesbians support the minors. Spoiler, if you guys haven't seen the movie Pride, it's amazing. Go see it. It does not feature anyone from Will and Grace, tragically. No, but it does feature Moriarty from Sherlock. Yes, and also other British people. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you like British people it's... and also gays and also minors. Yes. And gays... if you don't like Margaret Thatcher. Yes, fuck Margaret Thatcher. Ugh, she's the also, worst. Also, see the Iron Lady. It was very interesting. I did I mention I saw that when I was living in the UK? You did not. I did. I saw it with some British people, and they were like, "Well, that was a good movie." And that's all I'm going to say. Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, okay, Simon. That's <laughs> all right." But it was very interesting. Also, Meryl Streep's amazing. That's true. Circling back <laughs> into the topic at hand, can we please talk about Jack's very awesome curtain toga? <laughs> why that happened. I mean, I'm not sure we can explain the magnificence of that toga Mm-mm. via just our voices, but it's, it is impressive. I, I did find it impressive that he had stayed long enough to do work and put on the toga can, at 9 o'clock. Can we talk about, maybe it's just something about us being Midwestern where everything kind of closes at 9 o'clock or 10. I think that's exactly what it is. But I was just, I remember being very baffled by the like timeline of this episode because Grace mentions getting home mm-hmm. and when Will says he's going out, he has a meeting with a client for dinner 
She's like, at 9 o'clock? And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I fucked really fucking late for a meeting. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, it's the only time we could get together. And then she's like, oh, you're sleeping with your client? What are you telling me? <laughs> and then she freaks out. But then she calls Jack, who's still at her office. And he's, quote, working. But, right. like, he's, you know, still at the office parading around in her curtains. And she makes that joke about how she could hear the, like, fabric swooshing mm-hmm. in the background, which was funny. Clearly, we have better work-life balance than people who live in New York. Maybe. But, yeah, because then it goes on, because then after the big confrontation at the restaurant, Bill mentions, like, after dinner, he, like, went to a bookstore and, like, got a pretzel. And I'm just like, <laughs> where are these things open? If you were in the Midwest, like, we were, like, everything closed down. Just mm-hmm. nope, no pretzel for you unless you're going to 7-Eleven and there are no books. Yep. Oh, well. That being said, a 24-hour bookstore would kind of give me the biggest lady boner. Oh, my God. Just I have an actual boner now. Oh, my God. Sorry, listeners. Listeners, he has a boner like 90% of the time. <laughs> like, it's getting a little out of hand. He's going to have to see a therapist. Oh, God. That'll be another very special. The therapist episode. won't take my calls anymore. Oh, well, you know, that happens to some of us. <laughs> Speaking of, for those of us at home who have been fired by a therapist, don't worry. It gets better. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about the other really real part of this episode, which is Karen's divorce. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Which is apparently not happening as of this episode, which is good, Mm -hmm. I guess. Karen's husband seems like a fine human. Okay, so Stan kind of becomes a running joke throughout the rest of the run of the show. Okay. So definitely keep an eye out for additional jokes about Stan. Because pretty much all we know about him right now is that he is rich. Right. And he has His most important character trait. So he has children and he has money. And so it's really interesting because I feel like in later seasons we almost lose that sort of humanity in Karen where she is sitting there. I know. Not promising. I I, I know that sounds really bleak, but I just mean like. (laughs) Karen loses all of her humanity and maybe even her soul. I mean, Karen Walker totally sold her soul for a Symbicodin. But um, no, but like I just mean like I can't imagine her in like the last season like debating like, do I love this person enough to stay in this relationship? Or do I, do I stick it out just for the money? Right. Like, I just feel like that moral ambiguity of, like, her asking that question probably wouldn't exist in later seasons. Because hmm. she kind of loses that, like, tiny hint of morality we see right now. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but this is a good thing, right? Yeah, so this is an interesting view into her, like, first thoughts about, oh, no, I just, I don't feel that thing for him, but money, but what if I got divorced? Would that be the worst thing? Mm-hmm. Would I still get the money? Yes. I need the money. Right. So it's it's very interesting because while on the one hand, it's very clear that she's going to see what she would get out of the divorce, like, money-wise. But yeah. also it's interesting to see her, like, weighing her options of, like, is it worth it to get divorced? And right. then you have that lovely scene where she borrows Will's phone and then has basically phone sex. And then goes, to, like, to freshen up the downtown afterwards or something. Right, of course. Which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> Maybe not interesting enough to skip a vacation for, but I suppose when you're as rich as Karen, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. You can just go to Bora Bora whenever to get Like Will said, on vacation, she just does office work. <laughs> I did find that amusing. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we should be kind of wrapping up here. All right. Anything, any other final thoughts that you have on the episode? It was a great episode. Yeah? I um, Also, I love a good pun, so William... Comma, tell is an excellent <laughs> episode title. Yes, that was good. Um, but I liked it. I think I think all the other episodes I've liked so far mm-hmm. have had one of those things missing, either like the goofy plot elements or like the very real moments. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the, the realest the show has actually done. Yeah, I remember you saying in the last episode that you were kind of disappointed that the Halloween episode where they deal with the children doesn't deal with whether or not Will wants right. children. And that's this is really all I'm looking for, is for a moment to just 
acknowledge that like these are real characters and they can have real thoughts and emotions on things and not just goof around all the time. Right, yeah. So I definitely liked that. Um, I also am interested to see, because I don't remember this bit about Will having an affair when he was still with Michael. Like, I had forgotten all about that, so I'm interested to re-see how that develops, if it develops at all. Right. Any predictions going forward? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, the last time I made a prediction on this podcast, I predicted that Will and Grace were going to fall in love. I mean, that's still a viable option. And it just seems further and further away every episode. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, uh, well, I think Karen, as you've hinted, is going to stay with her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indefinitely? Forever? Forever and ever. Okay. They're just, you know, two peas in a pod, soulmates, mm-hmm. going to make it work. But I think Jack is really going to make that alien cater waiter thing really work out. Oh, I don't know. I see a beautiful, bright future with him and the, the delivery guy with the big package. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so now we're going to tell you where you can find us on the internet. Um, just only if you like us. Only if you like us. Don't, don't be a hater. No haters. <laughs> or we're going to send you haters going to hate Pikachu things yeah. on Facebook. It's real. Gifts. Gifts. Watch is, out. It's the word I was looking for. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. Uh, anyways, so if you want to tweet at us, you can find us on Twitter at Not A Couple Show. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or follow us or reblog our stuff, you can find us at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to send us an email with your thoughts, you know, feelings, concerns, any advice you want us to give you. Therapist recommendations therapist in the Midwest recommendations area. recommendations for the Midwest where you will or will not get fired, we cannot guarantee. Um, you can email us at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. I'm Tess. And I'm Matthew. And this has been... Not a Couple. Goodbye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Yeah. Eliza, go to bed. This episode was sponsored by Secrets. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Unless you share with everyone.